0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tali and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit.
2: What is up? Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. Happy Wednesday. I thought you were going to say, what is up, daddy gang again? No, that was last week. Can't take Alex Cooper's intro, but... This week, we have one of our dear friends. One of our best friends, and I'm so excited for this episode. Yes, so excited. So, we had Lauren McKellar, who is
1: formerly our hairdresser, but a hair expert, mm-hmm. and she... Well, you can talk about it. Loz is about to bring out her own hair care range, and which is fitting for me because I've just told everyone about my hair loss yes. journey, and I've just started using Loz's products, but... but yes, yes the most amazing part is actually Lauren's story.
2: Yes, Lauren's story is so inspiring and it fits quite well with one of her key products in her range as well, Mm -hmm. which you'll hear about on the podcast. But it's so funny just going back. We caught up with friends this morning for coffee and one of the things that Lauren, uh, one of the girlfriends said to Sarah, I've been following your hair journey for
1: so long, so we need to introduce her to Robe as well. Yes. So hopefully, Lisa, you're listening to this. Um, but for all our girls that are losing hair or it's thinning or it's coming out because of stress, this is an episode, episode for you. 100%. Learn about hair care health, what you need, and then that's it.
2: So we're going to dive straight into the episode. Lauren's Hair Care Range, Robe Hair Care comes out
1: on June 16 and we're so excited and I hope you love the episode. Ciao. Lauren, I am so excited to be sitting down with you. I'm so excited to be here. Like, if there was one guest we could have on this season.
2: It'd have to be Loz. It'd have oh. to be. It, it, it would to have be. to be. I earned the right. You yeah. did. <laughs> Welcome to Curious Conversation. <laughs> Thank you. So, literally, you've listened to our podcast. We're very conversational. But today, we have you on for a very special reason. Mm. And I, ho- I don't know when this is going to come out. My, next week? Next week. So people can start following you and get on board. But firstly, how are you? I'm
1: really well, thank you. That's good. Yeah,
2: good. I'm really well.
1: well uh, A bit of background. Laws is one of our best friends. Yeah, but
2: can okay, I thought of this this morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how random is this?
2: All my friends that are probably my good friends, I meet at yoga. Mm. And I met you at yoga with your ex? Mm. Ex? Ex-boyfriend? <laughs> 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 no, Every you. Sunday morning. Um, yeah. So I feel like yeah, one, Loz is one of our best friends. We've traveled to LA, we've been to I've been to Greece with you before. New York. New
1: York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: you're a very special friend and we want to talk to you today. You're about to launch a new exciting business. Yeah. Yes. I'm so well, background. What is your background?
0: Well, I started off hairdressing. I was a hairdresser for 16 years. Amazing. Yeah. Um and in that time
1: Wow. So where do I? Start well, formerly you were
2: our hairdresser. Yeah. I would I say you're off. a bit
1: of a celebrity hairdresser, I not would just say play too. it down. <laughs> like
2: celebrity <laughs> hairdresser, hairstylist. Like you've done celebrities in LA, you've done celebrities here, you've moved to LA to work. Like, you not should, just you, a freaking did, hairdresser.
1: Like the Selena Gomez Rare campaign launch, mm-hmm. you did that. You're Zoe Foster Blake's hairdresser. Yeah, you, Tully Humphrey said. <laughs> like Sarah, Sarah Persini. <laughs> Do you know what? I'd never coloured my hair in. I think it was thirty oh, years. Right. And Loz and I were on a shoot, oh, and she's yeah. like, "You know, you'd look great with just a few highlights." And I was like, "Boom!" That was six hundred dollars later. <laughs> <laughs> Next minute, I was a blonde. <laughs> yes, I yeah. love
2: that. Yeah. So you got into hairdressing. um So what? How old were you? Well,
0: actually, in terms of like a normal apprentice ages, I was a bit of an old duck, probably. I really? was, yeah, well, because most people start their apprenticeship when they're like 16, still at school. Yeah. But I finished school and then I didn't know really what I wanted to do, but I always knew that I really wanted to help people in yeah. some way. So uh, we've really enjoyed psychology in year 12. So yeah. I was like, well, I'll give it a go. Mm. But then when I got to uni, I quickly realized that it probably wasn't what I thought it was going to be and I probably could have stuck it out but I kind of by that point was what 21 um and thought kind of just felt the pressure that I wanted to get out and get some life experience because mm-hmm. I thought I'm not going to be a good psychologist I'm 19 and I grew up in the country so I kind of had a bit of a sheltered like very wholesome childhood but I thought I don't have any life experience how am yeah. I going to be a good psychologist. Mm -hmm. So I told my family that I was like, look, I'm going to defer for 12 months and go and get some life experience. um, And then I'll come back to psychology. But really, I probably knew I wasn't really going to go back to psychology. Um, But yeah, then I thought, well, I need to earn some money. Mm -hmm. So um, an apprenticeship kind of appealed to me because I thought, well, I'm working and I'm learning at the same time. And And communicating with so many
2: people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I thought... I'll give it a go. So I started my apprenticeship and like obviously when you first start your apprenticeship, you're not doing much on the floor. But Mm -hmm. in that time, I guess, talking to clients and working with people really appealed to me and I really realised that I kind of had a good knack for listening to people Mm -hmm. and hearing what they wanted or what they wanted from their hair and Mm -hmm. I really fell in love with the job, even though I didn't have any natural ability with hair whatsoever, that took a long time. Really? Yeah, no, no, I was very timid. And, like, I mean, when you first start hairdressing, the, you, one of the biggest things is learning that you're in someone's personal space, and you're not, you don't, there's not many other times in your in life that you're in a stranger's intimate personal space. Yeah, and so, like, learning, like, when you're touching someone's hair, like, how to, Pressure, yeah, yeah, all of that. But, um, I really enjoyed. Talking to
2: people, and
0: so yeah, then I realized like this, I really loved it.
2: Isn't that funny? Like I always think that about hairdressers. I'm like, you're like kind of a therapist. Isn't that funny? These that study yeah. psychology, yeah. and then because I always, I've got friends also like you know, laws and stuff, and they're like, oh yeah, this person was telling me this story about her husband doing this, and they yeah, like, you, it's
1: literally like a therapy session. Yeah, but it's also like, and what I'm figuring out now, los knows this, mm. I've had like post COVID hair loss, but your hair. Makes up such a important part of you. Like, say, if you get a good mm-hmm. cut or a good color, you're like, you feel how yourself. you feel, yeah, exactly. And if you've had a bad color, like I know tells had a bad color, and she's like, oh no, nah, hated life. I, hate I actually, it. yeah, I know. and, and yeah. it's so funny you say that because I was
2: sitting in the, I went to Sydney yesterday for the day, and I just took as you do, I took a selfie in the mirror, and I was like, God, my hair looks so like healthy at the moment, and I was so proud that mm. I've gone from this journey of having fried hair from over dying. and then now I'm like oh it's back to health again so that kind of I don't know I it feel makes like or break how you feel about 100% which kind of leads into what we want to talk about today yeah. but I want to go back so the last 12 months for you have been life-changing mm. can you talk us a little bit about why it's been life-changing <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so so, I'll take you back to like the start of 2022. I had a salon in Armadale. Yeah. And we'd come out of COVID a few months before. And I think we'd been in lockdown, God knows how many months, like three but years. <laughs> yeah, forever. So, I had so many clients mm-hmm. that I was trying to catch up on and trying, I was doing my best to try and fit everyone in and probably doing too much and not listening to what my body was trying to tell me, which was probably like, Slow down, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd had migraines that had started when I was 15, like hereditary in my family. So I had just learned how to handle them so that I didn't have to go home and rest or anything. I kind of, my migraines were that my vision would change suddenly and um, I would have what's called like a visual aura with the Mm -hmm. migraine, which means that like it's kind of like if you look at the sun for too long, you get that strange kind of sensation in front of your eyes where it's kind of flashing and squiggly lines Mm -hmm. and stuff. Anyway, so that would happen to me. And then I would get a headache if I didn't take Panadol or whatever. But generally speaking, I could continue on with my day. But the migraines, I would get them every couple of months. But then start of 2022, they were much more frequent to the point where I went to the doctor and I said, it's probably nothing, but my headaches, I've been getting, I've had like three this month. That's very strange. And he was like, hmm, it's probably no need to be too alarmed, um, but I'll write you a referral for an MRI. Mm-hmm. If they get worse from here on out, then just book in, but don't rush. Like, And I was like, okay. But then as soon as I left, I had another one, and then I had two more that week, and I
1: thought, okay. How um, long did they last for, these, like, headaches?
0: Well, this particular time, normally they would only last a few hours. 24 hours later, I would be feeling better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it was just a dull, like I could definitely continue on with my mm. day. But at that time, they felt very consuming to the point where I was taking Panadol and Nurofen, like, Tic Tacs. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, and I just thought, I've just got to get that scan, but – when I called the scan, they said, look, we've got a real backlog because of COVID. We're just still catching oh up God. to, and, mm-hmm. like, we can't get you in for about three weeks. So I was like, so went to the chiropractor, and, you know, I tried all the things.
1: To Yeah. Yeah,
0: and everyone just sort of said, look, you might have a few hairdressing issues. Like, you know, it's quite possible that you've got a bulged disc
2: mm-hmm. from
0: hairdressing, because, which made sense, because... I thought I had carpal tunnel as well, which was also a hairdressing injury, but that could be also be con- um,
2: connected, Connected,
0: yeah. Um, so I just thought, well, maybe my body's trying to tell me that hairdressing, I might need to start slowing down with hairdressing, but I felt such an obligation to my clients at that point that kind of just felt that I had to push through. But then it was a Sunday morning and I woke up in just extreme pain and like your
2: head or just your whole body?
0: Well, it was like pressure in my head and neck and I just couldn't get comfortable. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I nothing's open on a Sunday. I can't go to my chiropractor. Like I felt like my neck was really out and I was just in tears mm-hmm. um, and I was home by myself. So I thought I'm just going to take myself to hospital and probably what will happen is that they'll well, hopefully they'll be able to give me a scan, but nothing else. Then at least they can give me something for the pain because mm-hmm. I was just beside myself. Yeah. So I hopped in an Uber and I called Soph, who's my best friend. Sophia had also had a brain tumor um, at like a few years before I met her. So she's also just a very practical. Like she knows when someone's in a bit of a crisis how to kind of calm you down. But she, at that point, obviously I didn't know I had a brain tumor, but. I had just called her and just she was there with me on the phone basically when throughout it all, which was incredibly helpful. But I got to the hospital, had the scan, was waiting for them to say, um, Yeah, you're right, you've got a bulged disc. And they said, Look, we've found something that shouldn't be there. And immediately told me that, yeah, I had a massive brain tumor that needed to be operated on immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was incredible that I was still cognitive. Wow. Yeah. Um, And it was just this most surreal moment in my life where I honestly felt like I was in some sort of, I was like, well, obviously this isn't real. Like my best friend had a brain tumour, but two best friends can't have, like this just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was so surreal, I think because I'd heard her story so Mm -hmm. many times that when it happened to me and I was told mm. I just I think I said the same thing that she did because I was like, I was like, you're obviously joking. Like this just is that, that what it's, you not said? Yeah. Yeah. it's not real. Yeah. I said, real. I'm waiting for you to
2: laugh. Yeah. And the doctor. Like, am I was getting like, yeah. Mm.
0: It was just <laughs> incredibly surreal. But after that kind of initial shock passed, I've felt incredibly calm. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of always knew that I was going to be okay. Which, you know, I had I had surgery maybe forty eight hours later,
1: thirty-six hours later. To give people a context of how big your tumor was. Mm. Um I know, like you've shown us images, it was about the size of a fist in your in your yeah. brain.
0: Yeah, and I only have a little head. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you and I always talk
2: about our yeah. heads. Yeah, so I, from that point, they obviously kept you into ho- in hospital. And did yeah. they operate? What from there? Do they operate? Do you start? Ke- like, what are the options? And so emotionally, like, how are you? Like,
0: well. So the surgeon came immediately and oh wow. Yeah. And he, as soon as I met my surgeon, I just knew I was like, you are the guy. Like, yeah. you know, instantly had this incredible rapport with him. I felt incredibly safe. Um, and he I really liked that he wasn't um he didn't kind of sugarcoat anything. Like he kind of said, "Look, it is a really difficult operation. It's not in an easy spot. Um, if so, they do tests on your hands during the surgery so that they can tell if you're responsive or if that so that you, they don't take too much or you know." So he said, "Look, if it looks like we're going to leave you with any brain damage at all, we will leave it." Mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of strange because I. Didn't really ever think about the possibility that I very well likely could have had brain damage. damage. Yeah. Mm. But I kind of just knew in myself that everything was going to be okay. Yeah. So,
2: it's yeah. One good quality about Loz is you're most very positive. optimistic yep. and positive and I love and very spiritual. Like you're always like the know. universe will after. have my back. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Although I do remember <laughs> the night before the surgery feeling like I went in and looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, wow, I can't believe I've got a gigantic tumour in there because it was so surreal. I was like, this is so weird. And then I was like, I went back to bed and called Brooke actually because I was like, listen, she knew that I'd been working on Robe. And I said, look, if something happens tomorrow and I'm not able to continue with bringing Robe out, I said, you need to promise me that you will step in because she knew everything that I'd been doing mm. and she knew my vision. I said, no pressure, but yeah. <laughs> I need you to do this yeah. for me because yeah. this brand means everything to me. Um, it wasn't meant to be like a, a sad, morbid, heavy conversation. I was just like, now listen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is my baby. Yes. 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 I want to continue. I know here. how good it is. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So and like I, that's – you – for as long as I've known you, you've always said, I want to bring out something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Not just a hairdresser. So yeah. that's, like, been the last 12 months and you've opted for chemo, which yes. has taken a toll on your body but also been amazing
0: yeah. in a so, way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been a huge transformational mm. year, that's for sure. I feel like I've had 20 years of wisdom put into <laughs> myself. So great. I can now... The rest of my life is going to be cruisy. So <laughs> I can go through that. I can yeah. go through anything.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I do have a question because mm. people say that when they're dealt with like a and thrown these cards that mm. their life changes dramatically and mm. you see things completely different. What does that look like for you? Like pre pre brain tumor, post brain tumor? You're like fuck! I can't believe I used to. Oh do yeah. Or think that.
2: Yeah. Well.
0: First of all, I think I used to sweat the small stuff. Like I used to get so stressed out over things that now in hindsight.
2: Are ridiculous.
0: Ridiculous, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also was, um, I think I had difficulty setting boundaries with, for myself and also felt like I would put other people before me to a fault to the point where I would overlook my own needs. And, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad quality unless it gets to an unhealthy way of Mm. living and I think I was, you know, because of like I mentioned before, with COVID I felt like such a loyalty and obligation to my clients because they'd been so loyal to me Mm -hmm. when I'd lived overseas, you know, they'd waited for me. So I felt like I needed to like show them how much I appreciated that Mm. and for that then I kind of
1: burnt yourself out totally yeah, yeah. yeah so
0: so now I feel like I have a better way yeah. of being like no sorry I can't do anymore right now like yeah I've had to be like that now yeah. my body only has a certain amount of energy these days
2: yeah, that was actually do. a good question because I always think that when you hear someone that's gone through something and they're like, I can't believe I used to stress about the little things yeah, and then it puts things into perspective for yeah, me, but then totally. the next day I'm stressing about something and I'm like, why oh, yeah. am I stressing you have about to, it's that? It's like a constant thing that <coughs> you have yeah. to keep working on, yeah. I think. so you were working on robe before all this happened.
0: Yeah, so I think, so over the years while I was hairdressing, my clients were ended up being all women mm-hmm. and I think... Hair loss in women I don't think gets talked about enough. I think people understand that hair loss in men is a thing, but women don't talk about it very much. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's not, well, I think there's a bit of shame or embarrassment. Um, embarrassment, mm. yeah, and I can definitely relate to that because there have been times in my life where I've lost, like this is pre-tumour, I would lose of my hair every couple of months, maybe more, and have excessive shedding due to stress.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, and so, um, you know, the silver lining of that was that even though I felt very self-conscious and felt, um, you know, very unhappy with my own hair, that in the salon it made me feel or be able to be very empathetic and understanding with women that would come in and have hair loss due to postnatal hair loss, Uh, health issues, hormones, um, stress or whatever. There's Mm. so many reasons you could lose hair. Um, And so I was able to, from my own experiences, show them how to work their hair that they would feel better about themselves or unfortunately at the time there was no products around that I could recommend. recommend. yeah. Mm. Yeah. And through my own, having my own hair loss and finding that there was nothing that I could use to help stimulate new growth, I became really interested in Chinese medicine, natural medicine, Ayurveda. um, And I would do research and find ingredients and find them. They might come in like a leaf or um, a capsule or whatever. And I would start taking them and then get really good results. So then naturally I'd go back to the salon and say, okay, go here, buy sea moss capsules, or like go over there, get nettle, make it into a tea, you know. And I was kind of helping where I could, but knowing as a hairdresser, that the product would work even better if it could be straight to the source and topical. Like I was like why aren't there products out there with these ingredients? Because like, they're amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It needs to be something that and it kind of just made sense to me that yeah, I would
1: be able to help people. I have a question. Mm. There are like so many tablets you take out there for hair growth. Why is topical better? Well, because when you put something into your body, it has to kind of travel all the way
0: around to get to the issue, um, right? Yeah. So, Which is helpful because obviously internal is a really big part of hair. Yeah. But the scalp is also directly, and you need to, if you can put something straight onto the scalp, mm, yeah. then it's going to be even more powerful.
2: Isn't it funny? I mean, it's not funny. It's like a full circle. You just yeah. decided of doing this. From your years' experience of hairdressing, it was a common issue. Mm -hmm. Then you've gone through your diagnosis. Yes. You've gone through and then lost your hair. And we're looking at you today and people will see on our podcast video, your hair has grown (laughs) back, but they told you that your hair wouldn't grow back. So you started using your samples of robe Mm -hmm. on yourself and Mm -hmm. your proof that your product is phenomenal and it works. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Yeah. So,
0: So – When I first started the radiation treatment, Mm -hmm. I was actually the most happy with my hair that I'd ever been probably in the longest time. I'd been using the robe products that I had formulated so far and my hair was the healthiest that it had ever been. And I, for the first time, appreciated fine hair as being beautiful hair because it was so healthy. Mm -hmm. I was so proud of it. Anyway, (laughs) then um, three weeks into the radiation, it started falling out and it was very distressing because... The amount of hair loss I had was extreme. It was the entire right side and a little bit on the left <clears throat> and um, very distressing even though I knew that it was going to happen this mm-hmm. time obviously. By a few by the end of the radiation I was completely bald and apart from a few little tufts here mm-hmm. and there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then they sat me down and said, we just need to manage your expectations here and... Let you know that you should expect this hair loss to be permanent because the amount of radiation that I'd had, um, the radiation machine is extremely powerful for the type of um, aggressive brain tumour that I had. And most people that have treatment with that machine would have between one and five sessions, and I had to have 33. Whoa, lozzy. (sighs) Yeah, so... My poor little follicles didn't stand a chance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they did. But awesome. but
1: yeah. So, yeah.
0: I mean, at that point, my head was literally smooth. Um, there was no sign of life whatsoever. But I had the hair booster, um, which is the ingestible. It's a gummy. And, and I had part the tonic. of
2: the range that's coming out on June 16th.
0: Yeah. And then I had the tonic, which is like a concentrated scalp spray, okay. which um, – Stimulates and strengthens and kind of boosts growth. It speeds up growth. So I thought, look, if anything is going to work, this is what is going to work. Mm-hmm. So, but honestly, like because they'd been really serious about, and I could feel like I had blisters on my scalp from the radiation. Like the folic, you know, I was in not a very good shape. So. Anyway, it took a little while, but I think maybe six to eight weeks later, I started feeling a little bit of stubble. And I was like, can someone take a photo? And then you have to zoom in on the photo and be like, is that a follicle? Is that a uh-huh. hair? Yeah. And then, yeah, only a few months later, you wouldn't even know. That. No
1: way. I remember um, I was picking, I was, Picking, we are having a day together, you and I, and mm. you just had a chiro session. We went out to breakfast. I think you were meeting us for a tea mm. and you told me that story. You're like, my hair's never going to grow here. So I did a close-up inspection. I was looking. I was like, no, so I'm pretty sure there's hair there. <laughs> like and when you, it, you shave your legs, yes, you can see that I'm little like, hair yeah. popping out. And she's like, really? I was like, I'm pretty. Like, my that eyesight's is, all right. That yeah. is a
2: phenomenal story. And mm. moving more into Robe, the brand, mm. it's such a good story for your brand because you can actually show that it, the product actually works. Like yeah. you are proof now yeah. that the product is phenomenal, which is amazing. Yeah.
1: There's one thing you should know about you and I. What is it? I've never seen you white. Never seen you pasty. Ah! I've never, never, ever seen your skin a la natural. natural. Oh, that's because I'm always fake
2: tanning. So this week, Chemist Warehouse Pick of the week is Sugar Baby fake tan. Now, I've just started using this over the last two months. I saw it going viral on TikTok.
1: And I actually said to you the other week at the gym, I said, oh, your tan this week actually really good. And you said it was Sugar Baby. Sugar Baby. So I use this one,
2: which is the Sugar Baby. It's ultra dark. Do you know what the best thing about this is? It's clean, kind, and vegan.
1: Mm. So it kind
2: of relates to our episode that we've got on today because kind of naturally natural, vegan. We love that. And do you know what one other product, a part of this range, which I'm obsessed with, and I don't think Sarah will even know about this, is the back tanning knit. So they have this back up it's like a self tan back and body tanning mitt. Because so you can do I it I yourself. Can, I need my boyfriend to do my back, or I just skip my back and I'm like, fuck it, whatever, who cares?
1: Or I'm at your house and you're like, excuse yeah, me, can you please tan? <laughs> I'm just
2: sitting there naked. Like, can you please tan my back? But this applicator is freaking amazing. It's part of the Sugar Baby range. It's from so you Thomas don't need Warehouse. to ask anyone else. No, so you literally like put it the and on the mitt and then just go up and down on your back, like holding like that. If ah. you're watching the video, you know what I'm doing. If you're listening to the podcast, you've got no idea. But it's an amazing, amazing product. You can get it from Chemist Warehouse and this is my pick of the week. They also have the eraser, which to get rid of your Uh, tan before it's like a little primer. This is part of the Sugar Baby range and it's part of our Chemist Warehouse picks of the week. So can you tell us the range? How many products are in the range? So there's nine or ten products. Okay.
0: Yeah, so the first original idea was... We wanted to create a few sub-ranges within the range. So there's thickening products. So there's a thickening shampoo and conditioner, which is about... I definitely don't need that. Yeah, Yeah. I was going (laughs) to
1: say, who would use a thickening (laughs) one? Someone like me. So
0: anyone that has fine textured hair that might be fragile um, or damaged or just feels like they need or would like it to look a bit denser. So like anyone that has any areas that they feel... Look fine. They would prefer to look thicker. Mm. Um, it's really beautiful. It's very lightweight, so you get a lot of volume. It's really beautiful. Mm, yeah. um, that's so what, gonna, that's I what I started using once. I think yeah.
1: I'm going to. So I think I've been using testers. Yeah, <laughs> samples. <laughs> samples. Very lucky. Um, I think I've been maybe using the hair grow. Not is that the?
0: Oh, so I think I gave you. the tonic gave bow, and the yeah. shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. Can I yeah. just ask oh, a and, question? Mm. Um,
2: my as you get older, obviously you, I'm just talking in my mum's experience because I like, mm. you know my mum's very self-conscious about her hair loss. Mm. So she has like hair but she's slowly getting a receding hairline yeah. because obviously the follicles aren't growing. Yeah. Someone like that in that target market, do you think the product would work for them?
0: Absolutely. Like, oh, really? Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. So I also have um so the thickening range and then there's the lengthening range which was sort of designed for people who really want their hair to be longer, um, but maybe it doesn't grow past a certain length. So the lengthening range is for people that want longer hair. And then there's the youthful range, which is for also for stimulating, but it's also for people that might be showing signs of aging within their hair that might need extra radiance, but also it helps repigment greying hair so mm-hmm. it can blend in the greys a little bit more but definitely she you, all of the products you can intermix so that you can pick the shampoo from the thickening and then you could follow it up with lengthen the youthful lengthening. Mm. yeah yeah but so then probably my favorite product probably because it grew my hair back yeah. <laughs> was the tonic which is kind of the concentrated version of Um, all of the ingredients in a concentrated form that you spray into the scalp. So you can actually topically put that on the area that you
2: wish to treat. So my mum, for example, she could put it all around the receding. Exactly. Okay, so June 16, I'm jumping online and getting that for my
1: my mum. I'll buy it for my mum too. Has she got the same problem? She's just got really fine, thin hair. Yeah. And she recently had COVID. And she said, "Sarah, you've given me anxiety. Now I look at their hair, um, the drain in the shower every oh, time. Sarah's <laughs>
2: hair, Sarah's hair got
1: falling floss, out from COVID. From COVID. Yeah, really, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And so, so,
1: um, now she's self conscious about that. So I'm like, great, buy a robe, yeah, throw it th- to her. So we obviously have." Seen you go through
2: this sample process we have mm. samples another signature part of this range is the scent yeah it smells mm. amazing mm, i like and it. i remember when you were going through that stage of sampling you gave uh, i think was there three options or yeah four? there was yeah there's yeah. three options and you like smell which one and i was like oh my god i'm obsessed with this one can you yeah. tell us a little bit about the fragrance
1: mm.
0: so robe is I really want robe to be used by men and women Mm -hmm. for everyone, right? So the product is intentionally very androgynous when it comes to the scent. Um, I wanted something, I mean, I really prefer um, scents. Well, I used to prefer Mm -hmm. mostly masculine scents, but it's funny kind of leaning towards a little bit more soft ones now. But um, I really wanted robe to be enjoyed by everyone. So Mm -hmm. it was important that it wasn't too feminine or too masculine. Um, It was during COVID actually when we were doing the fragrance and um, so I couldn't go to the fragrance house which is in South Australia. So it would be a matter of like getting little samples sent to me um, and then it would be a process of saying can we, you know, improve or like strengthen this Mm -hmm. or pull back on that. Um, But it's basically I wanted something. So the brand is obviously we use a lot of active ingredients. That's a key part of the brand of using active naturals Um, There's lots of botanical products in there and I wanted the product to reflect that, that it feels like fresh and botanical but also really sophisticated Mm -hmm. because the product, as much as the active ingredients are a key part, the whole experience I wanted to be a really positive and luxurious one Mm -hmm. because there was nothing around for me or my clients that felt really luxurious that was also able to support the hair that was maybe like if someone's got fine hair that you don't want anything that's going to weigh it down mm. but you still want it to feel luxurious. Like it mm. needs to be a positive experience because that's how you restore that positive relationship with your hair.
1: Mm-hmm. I have two questions from that. What's an active ingredient? And then botanical, I presume that's just plant. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so active ingredient for me means that it performs an active um treats something Ah. you know so it has a high performance that it actually does something a function for them yeah yeah Yeah. so all of the products even though none of them are like called a mask or a treatment so much that they all are a treatment in their Mm. own right because even the shampoos you know because they all have these active ingredients you know how we find there's active skincare like Mm -hmm. you can get retinol yeah it's anti-aging so I wanted to create, I was like, why isn't there hair care products that are active? If we can expect that from our skin care, why can't we expect true. more from our hair Yeah. Care?
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. That's huh. so true. So <clears throat> when you were doing that fragrance, what was the, what are the key Notes?
0: elements? Yeah. yeah. So I chose coriander. Uh, bergamot juniper. Coriander is
1: an active ingredient.
0: No, not oh. in the it's just the
2: scent. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just the scent. Yeah. Did you did you use fig? No. Was there a sample with fig in it? I there, was there was one with um there's amber
0: musk bergamot juniper. Oh. Pink peppercorn. Ah, okay. Um, and sorry, my brain wake up. That's fine because I remember
2: smelling and I was like, I'm looking at the ingredients. I'm like, that is such a weird oh, combination. You're about fig and elderberry for yes, the gummy. And I remember, yeah, I was like, oh, The right. gummy. That's yeah. what it was. We sorry, ended up going was with it wasn't the. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 And um, that's such an important <clears throat> detail, like with a product, because a scent is so memorable. Hundred yeah. percent. There's
2: nothing better when you go to the hairdresser and they put something in your hair. I always, I'm like, what is that? Yes. That smells so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You always. Yeah, it's, like, this scent. Like, I remember always using, do you remember Pear uh, pear Shampoo and Conditioner? Oh, yeah. It has, like, a significant smell Mm. and it reminds me of my childhood. I don't even think it's still in sale anymore. But I remember all Herbal Essence.
1: Yeah. It takes you straight back. It reminds me of when I
2: was a child washing my hair. So it does have that, like, nostalgic kind of feeling, which I love. Yeah,
1: With hair care, is it similar to, like, we're all into our health that, say, you have one ingredient that ingredient will only work if you have it with another ingredient. So like so a sea like moss like, or something, it's know, good I to have. I think there are essential
0: minerals and nutrients that are essential yeah. for hair, like biotin and zinc mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so that's why things like um, the ingredients that take going right back to what I investigated and found in my own health journey was like the nettle and the sea moss. Yeah. Um, both of those have all the essential
2: um, yeah. Oh. So that's why they
1: all feature in So you all looked of for the products that were like, say, high in zinc and high in that. And yeah. Things. yeah. Ah.
2: That's so weird you say about CMOS because I've seen CMOS trending massively yes, in I the see. States. Yes. Like they have the jar of CMOS and they put it in there. And I'm like, that's. The smoothies and everything. Yeah. I'm like, that's obviously going to be a trend that's coming to Australia soon because mm. it's huge in like America. Well, yeah. yeah. I found
0: it actually. I mean, that was. I think, you know, when you look back on your life and you're like, oh, that's why I went to America Oh, well, that's uh, why, yeah. yeah. When I was in America, I um, my hair went like downhill even more, like the water and everything over there was yeah. especially bad and I was obviously stressed. There's a bit of a theme here for stress for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but anyway, I was burning the candle at both ends Um, But the silver lining of being over there is that obviously in LA there's such a health and wellness um, that maybe there's more, I had more access to meeting new different people. Mm. That's how I found CMOS. Like I probably wouldn't have known about it if I hadn't been over there Yeah
2: yeah it's massive is oh it available way. in australia i don't know oh I was, you can
0: buy it yeah oh wow like
2: health food shops i think it's, oh, it's not readily
0: yeah i mean yeah. online yeah i think
2: maybe you might have to buy it like on iherb or something yeah but it, it, the ones that i've seen it comes in like a jar mm. and you just pop it into like okay. yeah smoothies and stuff mm. and i'm like i didn't know that that was one of the key elements I yeah thought it was it's incredible like, really yeah. why what's it good for
0: well, it's very anti inflammatory. It's just very good for balancing the scalp. Um, really healthy hair growth, strengthening incredible shine.
2: Yeah. But, I feel yeah. Like it's kind I'm of like sold. a collagen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like a collagen in a way. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's what from the sea. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's very That's what kind I kind of, yeah. of think of CMOS as like collagen. Mm. Not that I've used it, but yeah, it's massive. So interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, you go. No, I was gonna say if there's one person that you could have using robe, who would it be? Oh. Apart from us. (laughs) Is this a celebrity or just someone? Or is it like defining like
2: like, like your ideal customer? Because we
1: ideally, like you say, we used to have be like Tull always wanted her stuff on Chrissy Teigen back in the day. Oh, yeah. Still hasn't happened, but it will.
0: (laughs) Well... I would love to say Margot Robbie, but I don't know that she probably would need it. Her hair looks pretty healthy from here. But yeah. <laughs> if anything, I mean, what I know about hair now through my experience is that as women, our hair changes so many times during our life, to put, like because pregnancy, of hormones all that and things. Stuff too, yeah. So, Margot, you know, if you ever need it, just give me a call. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, what about, okay, what about pregnancy? Because I know a lot of women during pregnancy have hair loss and that all they have hair. Growth? Yeah. Like people have so hair what happens is,
0: well, apparently what yeah. happens is your hair during the pregnancy, your hair just grows and doesn't fall out. Okay. So oh. that then afterwards, I think, first of all, from the, from the, obviously the birth is kind of traumatic on any level because your body's had to go through so much to get a baby out. So then three months later after you've gone through anything really stressful. So basically what happens is when you go through something stressful, because your hair isn't an essential part of your life, I mean, to keep you alive. Like, it's not responsible mm, for yeah. pumping your blood around or whatever. So all of the energy needs to go to keeping you alive when you're stressed. Um, and so your hair basically gets switched off, mm-hmm. from what I understand, basically. Like the follicles. Like, yeah, because, like, the energy can no longer go into growing it because the energy is needed oh, everywhere else. Yeah. So if you're in a constant state of fight or flight or stress, like, every day, your hair will suffer because your energy is going to other places yes. in your body. So then it sits there dormant for three months and you think, okay, well, my hair's fine. But then three months later
2: it just will all fall out, like mm-hmm. whatever hair was, you know. So that would be a good time to start maybe using robe the whole time. Yeah. So it stimulates. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so, th- yeah,
0: go. I was just going to say I think, like, even during chemotherapy, my hair should have been falling out, to be honest, mm-hmm. but. I mean, you know, it still might. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but um, so far so good. I've been using the tonic and taking the hair booster and using all the things, um, and so far I feel like, you know, I'll find a hair here or there falling out, but compared to what I've known other people to experience, Mm. there's been nothing like that. So I think if you're constantly nourishing the scalp and giving it the support that it needs rather than waiting for it to be at that point of being like, okay, now I need
2: to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about... You've stopped hairdressing. Obviously, mm. you can't hairdress it anymore. Yeah. And now you're about to build this range. Do you miss hairdressing? I do. You do? Yeah, do
0: you know what I miss the most? The thing that I loved about hairdressing was the ability that I had to share my knowledge and experience with my clients. And yeah. I, on any level. I mean, it would be like how can I help you Um where your hair like obviously when you have a haircut you don't want that haircut just to look good on the day that you do the yeah. haircut you want someone to be able to recreate that hair every day for, yeah you know so I really felt like I wanted to teach people how to get the most out of their hair but it was also not just about the hair it was like sharing my knowledge on like oh best eyebrow place down the road mm-hmm. or you know whatever it was I miss I miss having that contact with people yeah. like being able to share and connect with people but Um, I feel like Robe has become an extension of that now. Yeah, I was just going to say that because you've
2: got platforms like TikTok, which I know you've started uploading like amazing videos about your story and Mm -hmm. the journey that you've gone through and then you're moving
1: into the products and stuff like that. I think you're still doing that. It's just on a different level. Yeah. For people listening, they might be like, why can't you hairdress anymore?
0: So. When I had the brain tumour, towards the end, just before it was diagnosed, I started noticing um, that my vision changed. That was a big symptom, actually, that Mm -hmm. I noticed, like, um, just one day out of the blue, I couldn't see certain things. So, for example, I was walking my dogs. i just got two puppies, and I knew that they were on the lead because I could feel the leads in my hand, but I couldn't see my dogs. Wow. So, but I didn't tell anyone. And this Mm -hmm. is... Before you knew you had just it. before wow yeah so that when they took the tumor, um, thankfully he got the whole tumor, but he, the I think the damage was already done to the optic nerve that like oh. it might have been compressed because it was extremely swollen at that mm-hmm. point. So the doctors have said that this vision loss that I have, which is both of my eyes, I have about a quarter of each vision of each eye is gone. So it looks like to me. There's just nothing there.
1: On the peripheral, like, side
0: vision or...? So my left eye, it's on the left-hand bottom corner and the right is the left-hand bottom corner. So I can kind of, they overlap a bit and I can see yeah. enough to get by, but I'm not allowed to drive and I wouldn't really feel comfortable cutting hair. Definitely not. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Although us- I still cut Olympia's hair and she's like, this is the best work you've ever done. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you know what? I was going to say I would trust you with my yeah, hair we still. Do. Absolutely. And that just goes
2: to show over how amazing of a hairdresser you um, are. Yeah. So, so where do you see Robe? You're launching June 16. It'll be online. Mm-hmm. You'll go into salons and stuff like that eventually. So, Yeah. Where do you see the brand in the next two years? Where would you ideally like to see it?
1: Mm.
0: Well, once what I'm really excited about with the launch is just, I mean, I know that it's great and it works, but I'm excited to hear what everyone thinks about it. Yeah. And I've got so many ideas of products that I would love to bring out. Um, like my brain is already now like, this would be a perfect product. This needs to happen. But I really want to wait and hear what people have, have to, to say, say yeah. yeah, and get some feedback and hear what people <clears throat>
1: want and they need. It's kind of like you need to push out the messaging that as soon as people buy these products, it's like take a before photo and yeah. take an after because, like, the difference yeah. will and then that's like the best marketing out I there. I think for honestly, you. it's like there's
2: a few brands that I can think of now that it's um, ingestible. Is it ingestible? Yeah, yeah. Products and they do the before and afters, mm. and I think it's so amazing to see. Mm. And I think yours would be even more amazing because it's not something you're consuming; it's topical. So yeah. it's like everyone uses shampoo and conditioner. Exactly. So it's like it's not that extra money out of your pocket. It's like a long we time have to benefit. use shampoo and conditioner. Exactly. So it's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. it's like I think that's a really good marketing tool to do. Um, and guys those, as well. Yeah, yeah those ingestible. Guys enjoyable. actually
0: love rope. yeah. Do they? Yeah. yeah like, you know,
2: going to a health food store and buying all these extra tablets or whatever, it's an extra, like, what, hundred and something dollars. Mm. So it's, like, that's a really good yeah, yeah. message mm. to pull across. We all need to wash our
1: hair. I know, yeah. Right? yeah.
2: So it's pretty crazy.
1: And we were just talking in the car. I'm going to revert back to health and wellness <coughs> and diet and – um brain health let's Mm, say because mm -hmm. that's what you're focusing on you're like I was just on the phone to you You're like get me something that's good for brain health it's like cool (laughs) all right Mm -hmm. and I jumped in the car and you were just telling me an amazing story Mm. about something you've been consuming which we can all
2: after listening to this story I think we can all implement this product into your daily
0: coffee or whatever mm. you want to put it in. Yeah, so I get scans now every three months mm. and three months ago I had a scan and they the doctors told me that um, I had a concerning amount of inflammation and scar tissue, which is kind of expected considering the amount of treatment and surgery and thing I've had. Um, but it was obviously a concern because I didn't want to have any more surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um So I just happened to have a coffee with a friend of mine and she said, oh, you should be taking lion's mane, um, which is a mushroom. Mm. And it is amazing because there's not many um, things that can cross the blood-brain barrier to be able to get in and and actually work in the brain, Mm -hmm. but lion's mane um, is one of those things. And when you see it growing, it actually looks like,
1: a brain. A brain,
0: yeah, and you know how they say foods that look like walnuts are good oh, for yeah, brain because brain. they look like a brain. Oh. You know, I don't know. Yeah, There's yeah a, that's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. So, um anyway, I at that point was feeling so fatigued. Um, I probably was noticing the difference of having all this inflammation because if I was trying to speak i couldn't even finish a sentence i would get so tongue-tied this was just a few months ago tongue-tied forgetful exhausted after typing one email like i was feeling it like i was going through it anyway i started lion's mane and i think i noticed a difference within like first two or three days like my energy and focus and memory clarity my speech improved um, and then I had another scan last week, and I got the results back. And I've now just like I prepare myself for the worst these days. Like just like you know, it's probably going to be the same as last time. You know, prepare yourself that you know there's going to be inflammation. Well, the results came back that my brain is looking fantastic, mm-hmm. and that the inflammation and scar tissue has been dramatically reduced. Amazing. The is- only thing I can think of is the lion's the vein. lion's mane.
1: How are you? How much are you taking and how are you taking it?
0: So I think the serving suggestion is um, two mils. So I get a coffee. I literally will carry it around in my purse most of the time. It's a liquid. And I, yeah, yeah. Dropper. Yeah, a little dropper. So I do two mils. I normally do at least one or two serves a day depending if I'm having a bit of a, if I'm tired, if I've had a big morning, I might have a tea in the afternoon mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, but I just
1: find it really works for me. And then and you, it you were saying it, it helps for ADA, ADA, ADHD? ADHD,
2: ADHD, like brain fog, like focus, anxiety, like depression, so many things that, yeah, anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, like some things, especially in the afternoon, that's mm-hmm. when I kind of get brain foggy. It's like yeah. such a good little thing to just pop into yeah.
1: something. Yeah. Is there anything else you like that? health-wise that you're taking, apart from lion's mane, to maintain, like, low inflammation? Well, I try and have as much ginger and turmeric
0: and things mm. like that, like, for circulation and inflammation. Um, yeah, just try and. I mean, I actually have been doing a lot of karmic juices, the juice oh, cleansers. Wow. Not that I'm cleansing, I'm not, but just to get extra nutrients in, I really feel like that's been, because sometimes when you're doing chemo, like, I just don't know what I want to eat anymore mm. or my appetite's just a bit, ugh confusing um so having fresh juices greens i just i don't know i try and just eat as healthily as i can but yeah mm. i've also been doing hot and cold therapies i feel mm-hmm. like that's been really amazing it like say sauna and like a cold plunge Oh wow. so we, we had
2: someone last week that was talking about hot and
1: cold too yeah, yeah crazy like that's and really good and then it was really good for inflammation yes. Yes. So everything's like inflammation yeah. right yeah 100
2: wow yeah so okay. when so Where can people find Robe on June 16th? So it'll be
0: available from our website, www.robehaircare.com. Amazing. Yeah, and that's um, hopefully in the future we will be partnering up with salons and, you know, I'd love to see it at different stores. Yeah. But we'll see what happens,
2: see the future And then Instagram's the same account and then on TikTok, which I urge everyone who's listening to follow on TikTok Mm because it's so inspiring and you talk Mm -hmm. about the product, your journey. Um, and you were saying before that you've connected with, like, a little community. Yeah. Which is amazing about TikTok. So that's so good. What's your TikTok handle?
0: Uh, I think it's just Lauren McKellar um, and
1: Robe Hair Amazing. Yeah. We'll tag that anyway yeah, below. Yeah, we'll tag it. Of course. And, um, do you have anything else? No, I just... I love you to bits and I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud of this product Yes, and 100%. I can't wait to use it and I can't wait to sling it to all my friends as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm so <laughs> thank excited. You, thank you so much, Logs, for coming on. Oh, thank you. And I can't been wait been for so June 16th
2: because I'm buying the product for myself and I'm buying it for my mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. I think she'll love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love
1: you. Love you. <laughs>